folks, welcome back to another episode of Health Shift, the podcast that bridges the gap between conventional modalities and ancient healing for complete mind, body, and spirit well-being. We don't want your health to be shit. We want you to make a shift. <laughs> Please note that these discussions are not medical advice, nor should they be used in place of medical assessments and treatments. So let's get started. Today, I'd like to welcome Christina Lee. Christina has a Bachelor of Science in Psychology focusing on early development with a minor in Sociology from Texas A&M University. She worked as a postpartum doula and lactation consultant with women after delivery with an emphasis on high-risk infants and in helping new mothers with postpartum depression. Christina is trained in the healing arts of Yusui Shiki Ryoho, a system of Reiki, shamanic practices, biofield tuning, zero balancing, and Chinese energetic medicine. Wow, we have a lot to learn today. She also teaches and leads groups in meditation and mindfulness. Her work focuses on helping people heal and integrate trauma at all levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. We are in for a treat. Welcome, Christina. Thank you, Julie. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. So I know I've had the um, wonderful pleasure and opportunity to work with you in some of my healing journey. And I know that you have worked with some of my clients in their healing journeys as well. And it's been such a blessing to have you in our lives for sure. So tell us your story, how you got to where you are today and, you know, how you knew that this was your path. Mm, that's such a good question. Um, you know, I've always been drawn to healing. I, I started out, um, I, I think as a teenager, pretty young, thinking about being a doctor, thinking pre-med, switching that to psychology in college, and then graduating and having two kids. So my life uh, took a different turn. I didn't go on to grad school. I ended up parenting full-time and then really entering my own intense healing process from um, some pretty complex trauma. Um, and at the same time, I also had a son who was dealing with physical, some pretty heavy physical um, illness, some autoimmune issues, first within the lungs and then within the GI. So at the same time, we were on these, this parallel um, track really of trying to find health and um, healing. I want to say trying to chase it. it. It often felt like that. So we were in America in the West and that was our primary uh, I think knowledge base and means was um, those resources. And so after doing that a number of years myself and, and trying to get help for my son, um, really hitting up against limitations mm. and um, needing to find resources elsewhere. And about that time we made a move to Asia and spent the next seven years there and then really exploring alternative ways to um, wellness. Mm. And that's when I felt like I was getting uh, more of an, more answers, more of a whole picture and uh, what health um, and, and wellness of being was really all about. Interesting. So tell me a little bit about uh, a, the Asian medical system, what that was like for you folks. Mm. Uh, we did, uh, well, I, I did, uh, I started to do a lot more meditation. Actually, I started to really learn what meditation and mindfulness was all about. Um, 
So I started and um, deepened that practice when I was in Asia. And that's something that I really missed, was missing in, uh, in the States and in traditional therapy. And my son, I started him in Chinese uh, medicine, acupuncture, um, infrared saunas. I mean, you kind of name it. Uh, mm-hmm. We did it. Supplements, a lot of, uh, a lot of, along the, lo- uh, the work that you do, mm-hmm. um, really uh, knowing him and his body chemistry and what he uh, needed individually. So supplements, did I say that? Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. Um, you know, it, it's funny. I, I keep up with a lot of the uh, cross-cultural uh, ways of actually healing modalities and was mm-hmm. watching a very interesting um, documentary a number of years ago. And it was talking about how Asia really had it well above us in terms of their healing uh, treatments, partly because they not only utilized Western medicine, but they used the Eastern modalities together in combination, Mm -hmm. which is something that I'm seeing a little bit more of here, but we still have a ways to go. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that's a great point. I mean, Eastern medicine has been around for thousands and thousands of years. And in Mm -hmm. the West, it's a newer medicine, Uh, but the West is really good at diagnosing and you know, if surgery. If you you've got acute issues, uh, crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I certainly want to be in a in a Western hospital. Um, but as far as preventative um, and um, healing, uh, finding cures, I would say leaning more into the East. So I think both of those modalities used together is a perfect fit. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. So tell me, what are some of the obstacles that got in your way to where you are now to here today? Hmm, obstacles. I think lack of knowledge and lack of, uh, then lack of resources or, um, I think, I think um, now it's, I mean, that was 20 years ago, 15 years ago. So there's a lot less available at that time. And now we just have so much, but um, I think, um, an obst- so I think that's one is, is that we uh, just finding um, what our alternatives are or what, what resources that we can, you know, tune into, deepen into for greater understanding about health and how we find uh, other ways to do that besides, you know, uh, maybe just a one track. But um, I think also uh, for a lot of folks, it is, um, you know, financial, a lot of alternative medicines aren't covered by insurance so they they can hit up against that but there's um, a lot of ways to be preventative and even to work into deeper healing even on a physical level that don't cost a lot but again um that's that's you have to find those you've got to you know you know google it or ask around or grab a good book um but certainly it becomes a way of life i would say and certain practices are just um, can be incorporated quite easily to maintain balance and um, health well-being. Sure, sure, that's very true. Um, and what are some of the obstacles that got in your way in terms of really pursuing um, your life dream in doing the work that you're doing? Ah, that's a good <laughs> question. Um, I would say babies and having kids young. And, um, but what was interesting is I was very much headed on a Western path. And if I hadn't had uh, chosen to have kids and stay home with them and really concentrate on just being a parent, which I felt like 
that's all I could do at the time. I couldn't do both and do them well. So I, I, a lot of women can, I just couldn't and didn't. Um, but by the time I came back around to, um, you know, my kids were old enough and I was getting back into my profession. Um, I really had changed, um, directions in that, you know, uh, as far as the orientation to, to healing. So, um, I went a very alternative route, which I would not have done. So it ended up being not an obstacle, but actually a gift. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting because, um, it's funny. I've always thought of myself as being very futuristic in my thinking. And then of course somebody else capitalizes on it years later. I go, man, I thought about that 40 years ago. So I was in, I was in undergraduate school in the late seventies knowing that traditional dietetics was not the be all and end all. And actually it really came up short because I was looking for something that was much more holistic in in its approach. And that was not what traditional dietetics was back in the seventies. And even today, you know, we've got two camps Mm. of dietetics, that's for sure. Um, Mm. So I had a very convoluted path. You know, I, I said, well, I went to chiropractic school for six months and I said, this is great. I love it. It's interesting, but it's not exactly what I want to do. Came back and did my grad work in counseling and psych use that every day of my life. And then have just Mm. been gathering, you know, I call it the, you know, the tools of the toolbox, like functional medicine, mind, body medicine, Reiki, and things like that along the way. So I think we've had some pretty similar paths, although I'm definitely older than you and started out, you know, many years before you in terms of that, that whole path of like, well, where do I go and how do I actually gather it? And it's true. I, you know, I agree with you on the whole idea of the financial part. And it's something that I'm always speaking with other professionals about is how can we get functional and integrative medicine to be part of the mainstream so that it is more affordable because our insurances are certainly over the top in terms of how costly they are, but they only cover a very narrow scope of practice, which is true. Yeah. 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 I don't know that I have the answer to that, but I would say as we move into um, and maybe hopefully broaden uh, what medicine actually is that uh, more insurance companies, you know, will start to uh, broaden what they offer. Yeah, most definitely. So I would love to deep, uh, dig a little bit deeper into some of these rich modalities, um, Reiki, biofield tuning, zero balancing, you know, many of the listeners are not going to be familiar with these practices. Tell us about these. They sound amazing. Well, I think, uh, in my training with, and these and other modalities, um, is, that essentially we're bringing uh, organization back to the body. And so the idea, and it's pretty mainstream today is that everything is energy, um, I, you know, and uh, research is catching up to that. But um, certainly my training and my orientation is that energy uh, or frequency or waves uh, run through the body in a very cohesive, organized manner and then out into the field. But when trauma hits, uh, it doesn't have to be a big trauma when a shock hits or something that is uh, disruptive to that organization, then it um, creates incoherence within uh, an incoherent pattern, energetic pattern. Um, And that becomes, some people say a block. Uh, It's not really, it's not really a block like a stone in a river, but it creates a a situation where the energy doesn't flow as smoothly. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of, you know, acupuncture. um, There's just so many modalities that are um, 
um, really designed, I would say, to create flow, uh, getting the flow back. Um, because, um, you know, wh where there's flow, there, there, where there's energy, there's, there's flow, there's health, there's, um, there's healing, there's balance. When the body's in balance, it heals. So for instance, biofield tuning, um, really, uh, I, I think it's, it's, it's got a lot of um, Chinese energy medicine as a base, although mm -hmm. I don't know that it claims that, but in Chinese medicine, we learn to tone. And with that tone uh, brought to, an, so you, you bring a co coherent tone to a, a, a frequency or an energy pattern that's not coherent. If you hold that coherency long enough, the energy pattern will become organized again and then flow, uh, flow can happen. So the waves are able to move through. And um, so in biofield tuning, we're working in the energy field. We, instead of toning, we use a, a tuning fork. I just think it's easier, mm -hmm. less effort. Um, we find those, the, that disorganization and clear, bring organization back to it. And with zero balancing, um, we find it in the bone, uh, the densest part of all of the energy systems. We find where that disorganization is, uh, bring chi or energy to it. Uh, again, it re releases, straightens itself out and there is again flow. And so I, I tend to use those two modalities because that is the, that is the in the energy field, that is the, you know, um, I guess the, the lightest of the energy, uh, the vibration, and then down into the bone is the most dense or slowest moving. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of a top down, bottom up approach, um, all affecting each other. Very interesting. So you can work in, yeah. yeah. So you can work into the bone, get that moving. And then that works through fascia, soft tissue, uh, organs and vice versa in the field, you know, energy, uh, because now you know, if, if our if our concept is that energy, everything is just energy, there's no boundaries, there's no limits. So so one thing has to be affecting the other. So if you're working out six feet in the field, every, it's going to affect every inner energy system. Because it's nothing separate. Right, 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 right. Yes. And in our conventional science, we're, we're dealing with things that are material. And in quantum science, we're dealing with things that are energy waves. So it's, you know, it's just mm. basically two different ways of actually being able to look at it. So with the biofield, um, so biofield, you use a tuning fork and with zero balancing, what, um, what do you use for that? Just, just hands. Hands. So okay. It's more, good old hands yeah, on. on the body. <laughs> yes. Okay. And it's a beautiful modality. It's uh, yeah, it's very centering and grounding even for the practitioner. So um the healing goes both ways. I feel like um, very powerfully in that modality. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Very. And um, I, I know I've been Reiki trained twice and, you know, definitely use it on myself. And I teach some of my clients to use it as well. Um, so with uh, that whole idea of the transference of energy back and forth between the practitioner and the patient uh, are actually we're both partners in this situation as opposed to one versus the other. Um, how do you prepare yourself for it? Mm, that's a good, that's a, that's a good question. Um, zero balancing and biofield tuning is less energy kind of, um, um, there's more interface with, with, 
uh, zero balancing and biofield tuning, which is not that the client and the practitioner aren't on the same playing field, I guess you would say it's, you know, no one's higher than the other, but um, Reiki and, and to some extent shamanic practices, it's energy more moving through you. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Into the, into the, the client. But um, that's one reason I do like the other modalities is there's a bit more interface. So the energy, um, although it's not separate, there's definitely um, a way that um, you can stay more um, grounded in your own energy and more conscious energy you're giving that is yours and instead of something that's moving through you. So it just, it's, those are practices that tend to be a bit more clean for mm -hmm. me um, personally and they're just structured that way. So it, it's helpful. Got it. But got I would it, say, it. I didn't answer your question at all, but part <laughs> of the preparation for that work is it's just set up to be that way. And I, you know, I always do a uh, 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 medical Qigong um, round where I'm pulling in earth energy and cosmos energy and kind of running that in the body and drumming and beating that uh, in the lower Dantian kind of building up the chi within, within my own system. And, um, yeah, so there is, there is kind of a, a set that I do before, um, kind of creating sacred space and mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, you know, that, that's wonderful. It's wonderful to hear. And I love to hear how other people actually prepare themselves because I have my little morning routine with my either Sage or Palo Santo set my intention for the day. Um, and it's interesting. I was just doing a webinar the other day and, and saying, you know, I do this little thing where it's just, just like, you know, may I think kind thoughts, may I speak kind and loving words, may I feel love for all beings. And, you know, we kind of use something similar in yoga but again, it's just a way of actually bringing yourself back to be prepared for a loving uh, encounter with another being. Yeah, it's great. Mm. Oh, I love, I love this. And I have a, 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 a prayer that's similar, but basically checking the ego, putting it on a hook at the door <laughs> and uh, <laughs> surrendering it all. It's much bigger than, than me and the client. Yep. Um, but yeah, these are all good, good things. Oh my God. This is, this is amazing. We could go on for hours uh, yes. <laughs> for sure. And, and so, you know, when I think of healthcare, I, my definition is so much more expansive. It's not just the body and sort of, you know, dissecting and, and looking at the chemicals and the bones and all of that, but really thinking about our minds and our spirits. And it's so interesting how the ongoing research is actually now starting to pull this all together. I attended uh, the Chi Summit out here in La Jolla. Of course, it was all virtual last week, but one of the things that I was drawn to was their sound healing um, experts that were on. And these were two professors of music. And they said, you know, the only way that we could get in front of doctors was to make sure that we had scientific research to back up what we're talking about. But the nice thing now is that there are ways to actually measure these modalities and what they are actually doing in a medical setting. And so it was so exciting. Mm -hmm. And one of the little factoids that I brought away was um, one of the fellows said that all the black keys on the piano are, the, um, are basically the, uh, the scale for all the spiritual traditions. And I said, oh my God, wow. that is like so cool. Cause I have always loved chanting. I grew up with Gregorian chant and I love kirtan mm -hmm. and other kinds of chanting modalities and everything. And it always makes me feel better. And uh, it was just so cool to actually learn that little piece that crosses all spiritual traditions. 
um, and that it's now, yeah. you know, now it's measurable so we can really call it science. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. Now we can do it. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. So anyway, what three tips do you have to offer people in this confusing healthcare world? Oh, I love this. Can I give like 10? No, yeah, <laughs> don't sure. really have 10, Go ahead. Go but ahead. I could. <laughs> well, it can be okay, I'm just... three. <laughs> um, I would say, you know, and I, and I touched on this earlier to, to really get educated, uh, get educated on your illness or your dis-ease, dis, dis get educated on the medication that you're taking, um, and then really get educated on your doctor and what he or she, uh, what their, their qualifications really are. Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but, um, sometimes we give our power over too easily to our doctor or to a specialist without mm -hmm. really knowing what they know and don't know and their experience. And we just think a doctor is a doctor at times, or a therapist is a therapist or a clinician is a clinician. So true. Or an energy practitioner is an energy practitioner. No, it is such a range. Um, and so just to, um, I think, I think that is uh, more about empowering yourself to feel like um, you're in this process to really claiming the body, to taking uh, those extra steps in the decision-making processes for yourself. Mm. I would say that's a big one. Mm -hmm. um, I would say if you've been given a diagnosis or your doctor says, this is, these are the next steps, you have this diagnosis, this is what we do. I would say get a second opinion and maybe a third opinion mm -hmm. um, with that. And, um, you know, I, I, so that's number two. Okay, I have one more. Yep. I think I have four. Uh, I would say, um, you know, really get curious and uh, do your due diligence and, you know, get out there and Google and find out how other people uh, are finding healing with what you're dealing with. Um, you know, it will give you more resources, more options. Um, and, you know, and you're so good at this in your work is, um, and I think this kind of leads into the last one is that we are all, uh, our, our individual makeup is, is our individual makeup. It's all, it, we're all different. So not every, uh, and everything is going to fit for everybody. Mm -hmm. And you, you are the only one that's going to know what is going to be best for you in, as far as just the next step goes even. And so really coming into alignment with your inner truth, your gut, uh, you know, your body is your ally. It is, it is not your enemy. Uh, the disease is not your enemy. It is, it is your body's way of give, communicating with you yeah. and telling you what is out of balance, what needs healing, um, you know, what, what it's trying to wake you up to and maybe realign you to in your life. And, um, you know, and that's, you know, again, my orientation is we have the physical body, but then we have the emotional mental body and the spiritual body and all of those bodies are working together. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we're, we're conscious beings, uh, in form and, um, and so we have to take all of that into account and where do you find your truth? You find it in here deeper in here, and then you get the mind to assist you with that. So as you navigate the co complexities and the confusion of the healthcare systems and uh, approaches to health and wellness, uh, even alternative ones, you, you've, you've got to keep dropping deeper and deeper. And what is pulling you? 
what is going like this? Mm-hmm. Uh, your body will tell you, yep. your heart will tell you uh, before your mind will figure it out. Or they'll actually tell you and lead you. And then your mind will have its own say about it. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think that those would be uh, my, my, my three or four tips. Perfect, perfect, perfect. And I, I so agree with you. I think we need to become informed about what our diseases are. Um, and what is the scope of practice that that person can can offer me? And they can probably not offer me the whole package uh, and they yeah. only know a certain level. So, you know, in the traditional medical system, the doctor's only going to really know about surgical medical roots of treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. those certainly have an application to them. But sitting with that, and I think that's the important thing is that I've had folks that come to me and say, you know, I saw the doctor and I was diagnosed with cancer. And so next week they got me scheduled for a mastectomy. And so wait a minute, hold on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you really need to be able to sit with that in a quiet space and see what resonates with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so taking that yeah. time as opposed to just jumping in fear. Yeah. Oh, it's a good point. And we could spend like three hours on this alone. Uh, but we know that these, uh, you know, cancer is big money and it's, uh, got its own and not even going in that direction, but it's got its own agenda for sure, but it's got its own program and format that is not taking you individually into account. Correct. And, um, yeah, so, and you, you know, much more about this than I do, but I would say enough to sit back you know, after a diagnosis and this is what we do next. And these are the steps and call this person and this is your appointment. And yeah, it's a lot of it is fear-based and um, maybe, you know, um, not to simplify it, but um, because I think, you know, a Western approach might be good for some, that might might be someone's answer. But I think what we're saying is make sure that's your, your truth Mm -hmm. uh, instead Mm -hmm. of just following. So, um, yeah. And, and knowing the implications of, of, um, all of your choices or, or at least I, I don't want to say consequences or implications, but, um, yeah, know what, know what you're doing, I guess. Yeah. The pros, the you pros know? and cons to every approach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most, most definitely. Mm-hmm. Wow. This has been so wonderful, Christina. Um, so I also know that you are, have recently had a, a book launch with uh, Dr. Heather Ensworth, who I'll be um, interviewing in a couple of weeks. I would love to hear a little bit more about your book because it really shares your personal pain, but not only the pain and the process, but also such wonderful information for others so that they can learn practical aspects for healing themselves. So tell us just a little bit about that. Yes, the book is a, you know, and anybody who's written a book and you've written, you've written a couple of books or just recipe books. Is that right? But I no, don't say um, just recipe books. But, no, no. Oh, so three, your life. Uh, three cookbooks and then also three. my own personal uh, journey of transformation. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So that one, uh, well, three, I need to catch up. Um, so yes, anyone that writes a book no, knows that you don't, you, there's very few people who, who make a profit off of books. It is a soul offering. Absolutely. It is really about yeah, about giving, uh, and, and that is true for me. It was giving back, uh, trying to give back to people who maybe needed what I uh, certainly did. And um, so there are practical um, applications in the book. You know, some of my story interwoven, 
but um, it, it, it's the things that I felt like were really lacking um, and still are to some extent. So um, as far as healing on all levels. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of pieces out there and the book is really meant to pull it all together. So healing on the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual and um, how, to, how to do that. Yeah. Great. Well, congratulations. I, I, and I, I'm so excited that people will be able to get that. And that is on Amazon, correct? Yes. And yes. if you uh, purchase it on the 29th, that is our launch date. And uh -huh. maybe I'll send you a link. You could send it out to your folks. Please do. Um, yes. That would be great. And on if you buy it on the 29th, that is our virtual launch party. And um, you will have access to the to our free healing summit where we um, really are interviewing people, a lot of international folks um, from, you know, all, all sorts of healing modalities. Mm -hmm. Wow. Very, very exciting. Yes. Can't wait. Um, so tell us how people can connect with you. Um, my website, open to truefreedom.com. Um, all my information is on there. I would say that's the easiest way. And it's a beautiful um, website, I must say, with gorgeous photos. <laughs> thank you. And our book information and our book website is on there too. So I would just say that's the best link. Okay. To get you places. Awesome. Thank awesome. You. Oh, wonderful. And um, so thank you so much for being with me here today, Christina. I, I can't wait to see you um, next fall mm. when I come back to Massachusetts. And um, if you yes. folks like this podcast, please rate, review, share with your friends, family, and coworkers. And I am on a mission to change the current paradigm of healthcare and mental health care. You can find me at juliefreeman.net, on Instagram at juliefreemanmindfulwellness, and on YouTube at Julie Freeman Functional Medicine La Jolla. Until next time. <laughs>